It's out the gate. Shit's out the gate. Shit's out the gate. Shit's out the gate. Happy Thursday. Oh, you beat Tim to it. Yeah, I know. Well, I haven't said it yet. It's out the gate. There we out go. Out the gate. Out the gate. <sighs> guys, guys. How was uh, how was everything? We had a good update last week. Um, anything new to add? Nothing. Nothing at all. Well, we may as well wrap it up there then. Yeah, that's <laughs> out the game. Brought to you sponsors. by Brad Recovery and groomed by you. New products on the way because the first product is failing. <laughs> I've realised that the market is flooded with grooming products. But this this wasn't you. This was one of our sponsors, wasn't it? I mean, this was one of our sponsors. Yeah, yeah. That realised that doesn't matter. I think as soon as I started, like, Talking and thinking about it, all of a sudden my newsfeed and all my medias were coming up with this even better product that doesn't need the vacuum. And unfortunately, I realised that it doesn't fit a Dyson. When it says on the internet it does fit a Dyson, the product. So instead of doing that, I think I'm going to dive into something else. But trial and error. It, it's, it's only cost me $48. So Not bad. To give it a go, you could have like I've made one twenty sale, failed twenty failed businesses for under a grand. Yeah, exactly, and then that twenty first could be the winner. Shark Tank, what a! <laughs> um, straight into it today, boys. Um, was thinking dropping the rope. Um, this saying comes from the summer camp in America where I worked at. In conversation and day to day life, sometimes. You just got to drop the rope. There's no, there's no giving advice. There's no talking to certain people. Do you guys have any tips, tricks on when you're dealing with certain personalities where you've just got to go, all right, I can't do anything here to help you. I've, I've got to drop the rope, essentially. I've got to walk away from this conversation. That, I'm glad you said that last bit because I was actually wondering what drop the rope means. So, so like if I'm, if I'm teasing, you know, enticing you or whatever, um, antagon antagonizing thank you you don't buy into my bullshit and i was just saying i'm practicing being a shit talker and and stirring the pot it's like you know what i can't deal with it if someone cuts you off just walk away don't waste energy don't yeah so do you guys have any techniques that you use to just kind of drop the rope it's probably just that walking away i think having the ability to identify that "Mm, this isn't giving me anything um, so I am going to walk away and not have any further part in this conversation or all these activities. Um, easier said than done at times, but yeah, I, I think when people buy into those things, that's when they get themselves into trouble and that's, you know, you might be someone who likes a little bit of drama, but I'm definitely risk adverse and conflict adverse. So I'd choose to walk away rather than have anything to do with it. Mm. Tim? Um, I'm struggling to think of times recently where I've been involved in uh, anything like, like that. Like buying into into other people's shit. Like let's say like the instance of driving. Someone flips you off. Yeah, right. Or, or, or and, they don't. And you retaliate. Yeah. yeah, do you retaliate or do you go, hey, that's on them. That's their energy. I'm not going to hold on to that. That's uh, not my problem. I think it's probably what sort of mood you're in. What kind of mood are you in right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, like if... Uh, I'm just trying to think, um, say if someone did that and then, I don't know, I wouldn't get right back into it, but I might throw my hands up or whatever and let them know that I'm not happy, but or other times I might drive away. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't have a really good answer for, mm. for you. Well, I think, I think yeah, like Barnsley said, um, 
you kind of avoid those situations where some people, yeah, are they love drama. They love the drama and they thrive off the negative. And not all drama's negative. Sometimes it's just gossip and, and chit-chat and hearsay and stuff. But I feel like there are certain personality types that really enjoy being in that low frequency. I've been hearing that a lot, um, different frequencies, and we've spoken about energy givers and takers. But there are people who just kind of operate their day-to-day on a real low frequency. Just chugging along. Just just doing the mundane, getting it done. And us over here, I, I think we're high frequency most of the time. We have our dips and troughs. But I like to sit above the line. So then if I am dealing with someone who's a bit lower, I've I've tried to change the way I approach that conversation because not everyone's going to enjoy that real full-on go, go, go. But I still don't want to change myself for being around certain people. Like, I know if I'm walking in here and there's a meeting on, I'm not going to be like, hey, guys, what's going on? Like, <laughs> you just oh, did that in the, in the window just before, Jack. You were definitely not having a meeting. You were talking about your teeth. But all, you know. <laughs> he, he was out there for 15 minutes listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the window. That's what I, what I do to balance his wall. I'm just like, is he asleep? Is he <laughs> so, yeah, just like kind of not buying into people's bullshit. Not wearing it, not taking it home. Where do you guys kind of? Where, where, what are you feeling when I'm talking about this shit? Yeah, I just think I think it comes with with a bit of age. Like you don't need to associate yourself with anyone who's not giving anything to you. So yes, you might have to be a colleague or a um, a family member or a close friend or at a footy club where you are associated with those kind of people. But at the end of the day, as long as you don't buy into it, I think that's that's keeping your energy where it needs to be. But I definitely agree you have to be able to manipulate what you give out um, to those certain people because I know a lot of people who do operate at that low frequency, if you if you approach them in your normal energetic self, they're going to want to bite, I think, a little bit harder with their low frequency. So, But as long as you can stay on top of it and walk away from it if you need to, I think you're fine. Mm. It's a hard one though. Mm. We, we did a... Um uh, Black Dog Institute training at work recently. I put my hand up for it. And one of the things I said was, sometimes I don't always want to be up here, but as soon as people go, oh, Jack's a bit quiet, they automatically think the worst. Oh, he's in a bad mood. He's upset. But sometimes, like Tim, when he wants to lock in, best for him to probably go down to the other office to lock in focus because that's that helps him. Mm. People might be like, oh, is he is he distancing himself from the team? But actually, it's how we operate. And I feel like it's the unknown for people because they go, oh, shit, Tim seems a bit off. But actually, Tim's focusing on 30 things he's got to get done. And it may seem he's off, but he's actually just got his own shit to worry Dialed about. in. Yeah. Locked in. Prioritising, getting shit done. Is that right to say, Tim? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's okay. thinking about other things <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> sorry, sorry, if I don't tell myself, I'm actually, yeah. Uh, locked uh, in. Yeah. No, no, no. That is a very fair assumption. Uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, I feel that uh, definitely sometimes uh, if a conversation pops up in here, sometimes I'll just try and stay away from it. And um, uh, you, you feel at the same time I, I'm sort of ignoring or doing whatever to whoever's talking but if you need to get stuff done yeah you need to get stuff done Tim something you said to me a couple of days ago I think Monday or Tuesday you spoke about 
having a really full-on, enjoyable weekend with your boys. Because soon you've got a new family member popping out. Um, you're going to have a daughter, a newborn. You said you're really trying to make that most of that time of just you and, and the boys. Um, how, how's your thoughts, feelings, emotions, all that going with knowing that you're about to be a bigger family? Yeah, no, it's, it's really cool. Uh, knowing that, but then it's just also uh, like all all I've known so far. Yes, they do have to split the attention between the two of them, but they sort of get like they're always doing the same thing, so they get all the attention in one. But then just like the thought of oh shit, like it could be getting ready for bed or whatever, and I've got to look after the the girl or whatever. Um, and obviously that's going to take my attention and, and time away from them. So, um. Yeah, like I, I just wanted to do as much as I can with them in the next little bit, um, and yeah, absolutely, just jam pack the weekends and um, give them as much attention and let them know they're loved before attention sort of shifts a little bit. Um, and like, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not, it's definitely not a negative or anything, but um, it's just something that I wanted to be aware of. Mm-hmm. So. It's a special thing to be able to do, I think, to be able to drag that your awareness there before it's even happened. Mm. I don't know. I'm not a parent. We're not. We're not parents, Jack. No. Um, so I don't know if that's a normal thing for for parents to be able to do, and or they choose not to, or or they do approach it that way. Um, that's pretty cool. And like, no doubt, the the boys will adjust pretty quickly because they yes. will have to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, they'll obviously still want to be a part of everything and probably what they're doing will revolve around the little girl as well. So um, it'll, it'll work in that way. But yeah, I've no doubt that there'll be times where they want attention and they probably can't get it for a little bit. So might just have to, yeah, adapt a little bit as parents um, as well. Like, you know, it'd be cool to, to hear from you next year after baby, baby Laquanda is born. Um, once she's in the world, it will be interesting to see the dynamic of the family and things you have noticed, and I think it's quite exciting. And um, possibly have to get um, Shell Taylor back on, our clinical psychologist, to, to you know, tap into the brain of the baby. You know, let's say the two boys are they're too far gone. You can fix it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Sorry, yeah. I should not I should not speak ill of your children. They're no. very good. <laughs> All right, we've got some cat killers. <laughs> Let's hope the third one's not. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's funny. Uh, I, I think about that podcast with Michelle quite a fair bit, um, even just being around. So if I don't know if you do, Tim, but like just the, the environment that you uh, create when you're around young people, I think something that's, oh, yeah, it's, it's brought to my attention because – yeah, what she was saying just hit me so hard that all those experiences, all the facial reactions, all the body language that these kids experience, especially in those early years, have such a, a huge effect later on. So I think like when I'm with Soph, uh, it's the first time I've ever probably adjusted how I am because I want everything to be quite a positive experience and be very present with her just because I assume she, she's picking up vibes and eye contact and smiles and body language and so I think, yeah, it, it'd actually be fantastic, I think, to get her back on later, well, earlier next year um, to touch base and to make sure that Tim's doing a good job at raising a little daughter, which I'm sure <laughs> he will. You nervous? 
not really. Not yet, I don't think. Um, it's funny, like, the, where there's just been a bit going on lately, so, like, I think everything just sort of gets put in the back burner and you get through what you have to in the immediate future and, um, like, stuff just pops up. Like, for instance, I was driving to work today. I'm like, oh, got the house walk through tomorrow. Like, that's just been completely on the back burner. Like, I hadn't really thought about it too much. And then, um, like, that's there and then it's only a couple of weeks till moving and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I don't think I've really had time to sort of sit down and think about it and be like, oh, I'm really nervous. I think coming into it uh, probably will be slightly um but I think that's just to be expected for a, a big change. But then by the same token, it's always so busy and plenty going on with the boys and stuff. And I dare say I'll be running around organising things just before she's born. So um, it's probably the same process takes place. You, you don't really get time to sit down and think about it and reflect until it's there. So, What do you... Obviously, you're not in the house at the moment. What things are you looking to or needing to purchase um, that you might have got rid of after the boys or lots of stuff, um, new stuff? I think most of it we're pretty solid with. We we're fortunate that we still had the pram um, and it's like adaptable to a one-seater sort of thing and Sarah went and got a second-hand um, carrier thing, yep. capsule. Um which we didn't have the with the boys, which would be a luxury. Uh, we need a, a little bed, um, but so yeah, most of it we we did we've done pretty well, I think. Baby sleeping beds at first. No, no, as in like a <laughs> oh, cot. Um, cot. Yep, yep. And I think we won't need it immediately because um, uh, it depends on the situation and everything. But I think Sarah wants them to sleep. Uh, like next to the bed, so it's like oh. a oh, I've seen those. Yeah, it's like their little half bed. It's like attached almost, like yeah. it's right next to where you guys are at. Yep, yep. So that all, I think they're in that for three six months, sort of thing. So that all. Tim, when does the um? Maybe it's already started. When does the oh, you've got another baby on the way? Oh well, when we had our third, we did it like this, and like has that started yet? Yeah, I think. Uh, well, the main question I've got, oh, it's not twins again, is it? And it's just like, <laughs> it's just like all these um, all these little things that you went through initially and like people be like, oh, you got kids or whatever and they're like, oh, you got twins or whatever. And there's just all these um, normal comments like, oh, double trouble and that sort of shit and oh, do that, if one wakes up, does it wake the other and so on. Um, it's just like another round of that sort of thing. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's not twins again. Um, oh, did they double check it? So there's not two in there and that sort of thing. Um, did did they? They did actually. Yes, yes. Ironically, <laughs> the other yes, one's yes. just hiding behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they saw a, on the first ultrasound. They saw a little, little something else, and like, oh, we'll just go get something else. And I was like, oh. Was there a point before the the actual first ultrasound? Was there a point where you're like, shit, what if it is twins? Uh, again. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, I sort of did think about that, but the odds, because they were identical and not maternal, was like, uh, say it's like one in a million, then it's like one in a million of that one in a million again. So it's Mm. like ridiculously high. It's not like the odds go down when you have 
identical twins, it's like it goes even further away from like the chance of it's like getting struck by lightning twice. Oof. Like not getting struck by lightning once, but twice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously the thoughts go through your head, but um, yeah, nah, happy with one. Yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bloody good, bloody good. That's what we like to hear. Um, no, it should be exciting, and we're we're excited to. Oh, moving date. Mm. When's your moving date, bro? Um, so two weeks from tomorrow. Twenty plus plus show weekend. Twenty eighth. Uh, no. Twenty ninth. No. Thirtieth. This is like the second, so tomorrow will be the third. So it'll be like the seventeen, eighteen, nineteen ish. So that's a Saturday. <laughs> it's like I think we get the keys on a Friday, so we'd move the Saturday Sunday. Yeah, boy, house get, party, get the weekend free, mate. Yeah, um, that's it's the week after we finish the run, essentially. Yeah, yeah. On that, guys, big, big, it's coming. It's coming. It's right at the door. Last week we kind of touched on it, Barnsley. How you feeling? Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Um, it's only a few sleeps away before we start. Five thirty a.m. On Sunday morning, uh, we're gonna see we're gonna see how the bodies are feeling. There's a bit of a plan to potentially do 30 kilometers straight up. We'll see what happens there. Um, What's well, a necessity for me? So yeah, just, yeah. Well, Tim's not. definitely doing it. Uh, <laughs> I might be able to break it up if I have to, but no, nah, it's super exciting. Um, we had the paper in to do a little story a couple of days ago, so that'll be published um, either tomorrow or over the weekend and. Try to raise some more awareness. I caught up with, uh, so we had actually Peach's 18 months drinks with his family and friends last Thursday night at Hop Temple. So it was so nice to touch base with them. Um, I was chatting to Peach's sister and, you know, she's obviously very excited about uh, the the challenge Peach's run itself. And then the boys were like, oh, Link's doing the 33 laps. And she just looked at me and said, you're fucking crazy, Link. Um, but all the best to you. So, you know, I think it's, yeah, it'd be a, it'd be challenging. There'll be times that pushes push us, no doubt. Um, but I think the support that we have here and the external support, um, it's pretty massive. So, yeah, it'd be it'd be a good week. Um, I don't know in terms of an emotional state. I don't know what that will do. Obviously, mm-hmm. I think as we approach probably Peaches Run a little bit more, or when things get pretty tough, you it might take you or take myself back to. Um, not some dark times, but some fond memories of Peach, which, yeah, who knows what kind of emotional toll that can have on you in a, a pretty deprived energy state. Um, but I'm also looking forward to that, mm. to, yeah, to see where the mind takes you and to see what happens. And hopefully our bodies hold together. Um, we're going to be doing the 33 laps. It just depends on, I suppose, how fast, if we can continue to run them or if we need to tick them off and crawl them. Um, but regardless, we're getting them done. So it'll be awesome. I definitely recommend that any of our listeners want to um, obviously come and assist and to do one lap or to run a kilometre with us or anything, um, keep an eye on our socials because, yeah, we'll be posting up a schedule each day, uh, the day before each day, and start time, start location. We're trying to get Tim Welsh to say we'll start somewhere else. That's my message this morning. Um, but, yeah, nuts. No, I'm looking forward to it. And virtually, you can you can still donate and become a supporter and and do any form of you know physical activity. I think, in the name of of uh, Peaches Run. So yeah, if you can't be here in Ballarat, Victoria, please 
um, look at the website, Peaches Run. It's in the um, show notes from last episode, so the link's all there. Welshy, Body, you've been getting some good Ks in, keeping consistent. Yeah, a bit of a deload this week, which has been good. I actually feel worse this week than last week, so uh, I felt really good last week, and then I think just dropping it off, like you start to notice all the little sore spots and stuff, went for a bit of a trot this morning, and the Achilles and were very stiff to start off with and the the feet are a bit sore, but um, it's not massively any more than I've normally dealt with on a normal running basis. It's just going to be, I think, when we get into it that it's a bit harder to keep going, but that'd be right. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Damn right. be nice. What about you? No, feeling good. Feeling good. Running pain-free this week, which is really, like, just buzzing. Body feels good. Um, yeah, feeling strong. Um, the mornings are going to suck because I'll be doing a few laps early morning just so I can get still some chill time in to rest because I was sore yesterday afternoon. I ran to the gym, did a workout, and then ran home, and I was sore. I, I was like, shit, why am I so sore? Ah, because you haven't done running in a while, like proper getting some good Ks in. And I just sat in my um, my knockoff um, recovery boots that I have at home. That I need to get some of the rad ones. Honestly, my ones are just <laughs> my ones are so shonky, but they do the job nonetheless. And I was thinking, shit, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be a fun week. And I think having a, a purpose and something bigger than us, and something that's so close to the community, especially to Barnsley as well. I think to have a lot of people involved, not just us doing a big week and a physical challenge personally and individually, but yeah, as a as a whole. And then on Saturday morning, I think it's going to be really special um, just to yeah have the community out there. And it's it's just bigger than us, which is cool, right? Mm. It's, it's not just us going, oh, this bike from Bendigo to Ballarat. That was fun. Loved it. This is like, holy shit, this is really going to mentally get us. Um and the, the purpose behind it is really cool. So it's going to be fun. It's also going to suck. <laughs> next Thursday, next Thursday on the potty, we could be sitting here going, this sucks. We've made a huge mistake. Yeah. But uh, it'll be Thursday, so. I dare say. We're preparing for next year where we're going to do 100 kilometres straight. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Come do the Yu Yangs. The, yeah. the ultra run. That's in the middle of the year. Still got football. This time next year. Oh, hang the boots up, Barnsley. Come <laughs> I on. Thought, I thought he did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. But I'm back. Um, Can't help myself. You're addicted. <laughs> Boys, have a good lunch. Have a good meeting. Um, looking forward to next week. I can't wait to hear the updates. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Sweet. At the gate. Shut out the gate. Shut out the gate. Shuts out the gate, shuts out the gate, shuts out the gate.